Context, everyone. We are a week out from Christmas, and we have so much to do. As is everybody, I'm sure. But this is by its cover, where we judge books. Well, Aiden judges books by their covers, and we figure to out... To varying levels of success. Mm, yeah, we figure out how well... Um, or how, how accurate the cover is to the story, I think. I feel like I'm on a roll over the last couple of weeks, so... Overall, in, in all episodes, you've done very well. And look, we were—I was on so much of a roll, so I—I I told Brittany we should bring segments to this podcast. No. And like, we could have a segment called Aiden's phys- philosophical time. But everyone that's having a, a hard go of it, but then Brittany shot it down. Yeah, because I don't know if the person who came up with Bookhammer did have a philosophical time. Oh, dare I say, could be quite insightful. No, okay, okay, well. So, yeah, we are, as Aiden said, we are in the final week before Christmas, or a little bit over the final um, final week, but. Um, December is rapidly coming towards, you know, to a close, and we've still got plenty of books to read and review, and it's, yeah. Never-ending story. Can't believe we're nearly at the end of the year. Our first bought by its cover, Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like a Christmas. And also, thank God, that would have been expensive as fuck. Um, how would that have been expensive? The cost of Bobo is like $3 for a pack of six. So when we divide that by how many episodes we do a year, that's going to be like... No, 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 not one Bobo per episode. Oh, one thank God. And you put, like, you print out, like, a little book, essentially. You make them into, like, a little book, and you put them all in the Bobo. And then you, like, shake it, and you can see all the books that you read. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were going to make a bubble for every single book review we did. Oh, no, no. So, altogether, it would be like $5 to have made them that I forgot completely entirely. That's right, we're busy. We're busy people. Yep, and, you know, we, we are doing multiple Christmases with all the different family members, so we are heading back. This weekend, and then back for the last couple of days of work, and then we'll be heading back down south, southwest, for Christmas. So, um, yeah, lots of traveling and lots of Christmas. I don't feel like we get much of a break at all, unfortunately. I do. <laughs> I finished up on Thursday, and I don't go back to work on, until Tuesday, and it's sleep a bit, so... Which is hella depressing. Yeah. Mm. Just an in between. Mm. Anyway. 
Christmas and a birthday thing. Um, oh, I've I got one more thing to add. If one of if Brittany posts these the 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 post that highlights this podcast, if it gets a hundred thousand likes, I will do a ca- Christmas Carol album. That's what I wanted to add. If this, if the post on Instagram gets so many likes, uh, I will go through and make a Christmas Carol album. No. No. What do you think you're gonna do exactly? I'll do a Mariah Carey number. Uh, How cool would that be? Well, if that episode, if, if, sorry, if that, if that Instagram photo gets one like, you can do it. No. I don't, I don't How many likes do you recommend? A hundred thousand. You are dreaming. Yep, never happened. Yeah, but what would be the point of all this? Well, like, in one time in the future it does. In that case, people can be like, uh-uh, you said this. And I was like, okay, sure. Because like, I said it here, sure. You know? Into the book for this week. Um, so this book look. If we had parenting better, or if I had parenting better, we probably would have tried to maybe theme it. And maybe that's something we'll look at in 2023, is we maybe try and coordinate a book a little bit better so we are theming our school. I mean, I could talk like I don't have teeth for the entire episode. That could be our theme. No. December would be Christmas. Well, I think we could do that. February, please. Brittany said before the podcast, because we've got so much to do, for me to not make so many errors, just makes you want to make so many errors. No. <laughs> I'm just going to keep them in. And you have to just deal with them in life. Can you at least censor my swear words? No. <laughs> Look, this is meant to be a child-friendly audience. No, I never censor your swear words. Really? No. I just I did not think it was a special episode. Oh, really? At least I tried to listen. Well, I've already said it once, so shit. Whoops. Anyway, Brittany, you're distracting us. We really need to get back to the book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, this week, we are looking at um, a book called Bitches Where It Hurts by Mariko Nishkamp. I don't think Aiden's going to be able to pronounce that again. So... Take my word for it that that's how it's spelled. Because Aiden Hazel's probably not going to say it again. I didn't hear how you pronounced that, so I'm scared. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? I'm pronouncing it Marike. Maika? No, Marike. Marike? No, Marike. Marike? Marike? I think it's Marike. Niche camp. John. <laughs> Aiden, so tone deaf when it comes to anything that looks remotely like anything that's not like a white name, like I struggle with. What? Just a woman's name. No. Yeah. White names like John. No, oh. this would be. I mean, I, look, I'm not going to sit here and guess. Guess. Family who are Dutch. Yeah, but I love them. Doesn't change how much I love them. No, 
Hey, Britt. Aiden, Aiden is incredibly tone deaf when it comes to other languages. Hello. 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 What? Are you sure we're going to get cancelled? Are you sure? Yes. I won't get in trouble. Yes. I hate being an Apollo client, sucks. <laughs> anyway, so Brittany was saying, how do you spell the name? I think it may be Makery. It's silent. <laughs> Don't you love, like, how did how do you spell that? And then that person, oh, that's silent. And you're like, oh, you whiz kid. So, I feel like, and this is something I've learnt over the many book covers I have rated. Okay. <laughs> it's Brittany, I love you. look at me. I'm a veteran. <laughs> I have been through so many book battlefields. I have dodged so many book hammers. I have... Tr- I have traversed the vast knowledge spaces and various leaf cues. I have really come far. And what I was about to say before I was rude, and why are you scrolling through Instagram when I'm talking? I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not scrolling through. Oh, Facebook. Isn't what I'm saying important? Not really. You're just blind for the sake of hearing your own voice. But don't you like my voice? I do like your voice, but... I'm getting to that. <laughs> Secretly, it's not about the book books at all. It's all about hearing Aiden talk. Anyway, what I was about to say of my whole time of rating books, over 10 books, yes, but 10 books is a lot, that the most minimalist book covers really tell the biggest stories. Now, I'm not too sure if the author has more to do with the book covers that have less noise because maybe an artist does a bunch of, like, really out-there covers and that's what the artists choose. Um, it'll be interesting if anyone really knows truly what that process is. Um, but the n- n- number one New York Times bestseller like, high praise. I've We've seen so many books that are number one New York Times bestseller. I like their 10 books that are, like, number one, like, New York bestseller. Well, it, mostly it's because, again, we are reading books that um, are hugely popular, have been going to the best books, primarily that's what we've been reading. 
But they, why didn't they have like top one hundred books or like, like? Because you could never guarantee that your channel would be in top one hundred. So why not just say top tier book from and New York Times bestseller? New York Times bestseller basically does mean like this book was good because to get on this list you have to sell like a certain amount of copies. So. But like, which one's my number one? Really? Yeah. No, New York Times bestseller is Jesus on a Cross. I don't know if it's the Times, but um, so the so the New York Times bestseller list it'll change. So um, it's like that Old Testament or New Testament. I'm just curious. I don't. Kind of concerned if it's the Old Testament. Is is the Bible in nonfiction? That's but if you were to ask the question about who is like, if you were like, if you were to ask the question, what is the most purchased book in the history of the world? You'd come up with um, the Bible. It's just uh, like old or New Testament. Because, like, I'd be kind of concerned if it's, like, the Old Testament. And it, book. Wait, they released a Fifty Shades of Grey Bible? No. Okay. As of 1995, the Bible was the best-selling book of all time with an estimated 5 billion copies. Go you, Jesus. But, like... That's kind of interesting when you think about it. Like, it like it makes sense. Like, a lot of churches would buy copies. Cathedrals oh. would buy copies. But what? Who would even print the Bible? A lot of religious texts are all buried. Like, so it says here the Quran is eight hundred million copies. Approximately, Book of Mormon. I thought those would be up there, yeah. A lot of religious texts are very high up there. So, Harry Potter sold 500 million copies worldwide. Um, it is one of the best-selling books of all time. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I was rudely interrupted. So, some point they were on the list for being highly purchased and sought after. Understood. Okay. It's quite interesting. Ah. Oh. Anyway, we get a bit off topic, don't we, with our descriptories. But yeah, no, I was leading along the path of conversation where these most minimalistic book covers really do bring the most to the story in which they represent. This is where it ends. Now, I'm not too sure if the 
um, the stories is, well, if this is a clue or not, but the lettering is very childlike. Almost like, like, you know what, like in a scary movie where, like, you walk down this dark corridor and then you find this note on the floor and it's like, look behind you. And, like, there's this, like, weird demented kid with, like, his half his head removed, like, that sort of scene, like, with that sort of lettering. Like, that's probably an extreme example, but, like, it's an example nevertheless. Um, below that, it has, everyone has a reason to fear the boy with a gun. Hmm. Well, like, looking at that, logically, that makes a lot of sense. Everyone would be scared of a kid that had a gun. I know I would. Would you, Brittany? Now, I'm not too sure if I've looked into... Like, I've, I've just Google searched just why I was describing the title. And I'm not too sure if this adds extra context or... Um, Sorry, what did you Google search? I'm supposed to Google search. Like, what? No, as I've looked at the... Um, as we've been talking, as I've been describing, I've been Google searching and I was looking to see, because these pastels, they're yellow, green, red and blue. And from what I can see, that makes the colour like a greyish colour. So I'm wondering if those pastels go through and highlights to a grey past or a dark past, which the kid has suffered in the shadows and he's been corrupted to a place of um, a place where he would have a gun and everyone would fear him because he has a gun. Now, this whole book cover is backed by a entirely black cover which leads me to believe it's it's a dark and sinister book it's definitely not sunshines and rainbows of a kid running around a paddock with a gun singing or singing matilda it's definitely n- well there's a lot of those really weird books out there it's probably one of them We'll sing Matilda, everyone. Um, but well, another thing I did note is the the way these chalks break off, it's almost like it happens in like a ballistic fashion in which a bullet passes through them. Like you see those ballistic tests online and you see how they just decimate the products and you see the debris go to one side and the image just completely uh, the item just completely disintegrate so it looks like that as well so and that might go through and point towards his childhood being shattered with the adult weapon he is using in his environment so to to go through and get to the point in which is my job in this podcast what is the story about I think it is a boy with a gun. Nailed it. 
His childhood is failing. He is a corrupted young boy. And he's falling to damnation. He cannot be saved. And this story would likely end in a very sad story. So this is um this is the thing everyone. I found out not too long ago, and I'm not too sure if we talked about this on the podcast, that murder isn't actually a genre. Never been our last episode yet. And like horror as well. So they have thriller instead. Um, so I think it would be a thriller or an adventure. So like a cross between those two. And. I, oh my god, I'm learning. I didn't think I'd, I would learn so much about books by doing this podcast with you. But aren't you glad, like, I listen? Like, but I'm dying to know how accurate was I? Look, you were pretty well bang on the money. Really? Actually, oh my god, everyone! Cue celebration music. You don't actually. You don't need celebration music. I am the celebratory music. Pretty. It took. 10 books for me to be pretty spot on. Like, oh, I'm happy. I'm, oh, I'm buzzing. Um, so let me just, like, read, I'll read out the blurb. Um, oops, um, let me read out the blurb just so everyone knows, um, roughly how, I mean, yeah, what, how close, and what, um, so the back of this book reads, the number one New York Times bestseller, a BuzzFeed best book of the decade, a Pace magazine best book of the decade. Everyone has a reason to fear the boy with the gun. 10 a.m. The principal of Opportunity, Alabama's high school, finishes her speech, welcoming the entire student body to a new semester and encouraging them to excel and achieve. 10.02 a.m. The students get up to leave the auditorium for their next class. 10.03 a.m. 10.03. The auditorium doors won't open. 10.05. Someone starts shooting. In 54 minutes, four students must confront their greatest hopes and darkest fears as they come face to face with the boy with the gun. So, that's... Like, I'm not going to read the rest of that because it kind of seems like a big blurb. Um, so, yeah, Aiden got a pretty, pretty well... Pretty... Very accurate, really. Um, so, and yeah, so it's all in present tense. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, they, they all go into this. Um, oh, sorry, it's not quite, but um, a bunch, like most of the students go into the school. Um, they go into their um, auditorium or school hall. And just as they're trying to get out, 
um, somebody locks them in and it could come through and you shoot it. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of a lot of death in this um, in this book. Um, I can't quite remember. They do say how many people end up dying. Like that's not a um, that's not a spoiler. It kind of really tells you the ultimate that people are not going to live. Um, it, it is, I guess, yes. It is classified as a thriller because um, of its content. And um, it constantly um, discussing, you know, what's the word? Oh, I'll shut it up. I can't remember what the word. Obviously, wasn't that good. Um, yeah. So, I guess it's it's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I I don't look. I think. Um, I don't know how accurate it is to like an actual situation or anything like that. Um, there were some bits of it where I kind of felt like maybe it was a little bit, maybe could have been, not research, I don't know, saying research better seems not right, but like, I don't know, like the way it describes the, the setup of the school is essentially like, this auditorium is right in the smack of the middle of the school and all the hallways and everything circle around this around this auditorium so that's how they were able to lock everyone in well, I don't know for me that that felt pretty inaccurate and maybe maybe that's just because <laughs> I've just had schools in Australia but um, it just it, I understand that it was supposed to make it so that you know help couldn't get into the school and it was supposed to make it harder to escape but it felt a bit weird like what school would be set up like that um that was just my thought and I think um yeah so there were just a few like little bits and pieces like that that I just was like oh I don't know if that would be quite having so um there was another thing that I really didn't didn't like um I felt like one of the characters who died, oh, I don't know, just not spoil it. I felt like one of the characters who died um, probably didn't mean to. Like, I mean, I know this is supposed to be about, you know, um, you know, a school shooting and everything, but it felt like um, maybe it, it, the, the death didn't feel well thought through, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. So it's like Snoke in Star Wars. They build some up and then, like, he just killed them in a weird move. No, oh. I'd say, like, that, that was it's really hard well to explain it. without ruining a lot of the things. Um, it just felt like, um, like this person, like this person made a choice. I don't know how to explain it properly and not seem like a total fool and seem like I'm... What do you mean make out to be? No, but like... Oh. I, just, I think that it was... I don't know, the, the choice that was made and, and the person ended up dying for it, I just was a bit like... Really? Why? Like, I don't know if anyone would really actively make that choice. I just... 
don't know, just in, and with the character as well, it just, I don't know, it just seemed like a bit of an, a weird characterization as well. Um, so, I mean, sorry, that's kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but I haven't said any names, so if, if you know. Um, I don't know, there, I think there were, there were things that I really liked about this book, and there were things that, as I said, I just felt a bit like, mm, I don't know, is that quite what would actually happen, or I don't know if I feel like that's quite, you know, accurate, or what have you, but, um, when it comes to books with this kind of content, I also don't know if I am the right person to be talking about this book either, because, I don't know, being in this situation, and we're very, very lucky that we live in Australia, and so we... You, f you fit a very niche group, my love. What? You're, you fit a very niche group. Really? No, no, like you, like you, you read a lot of niche books. No, I don't read a lot of niche books. This <laughs> book, like, you? if you were in America, this book probably makes more sense. Okay. As an Australian reading it, where we have maybe, and this is, you know, maybe a couple of, you know, We have lockdowns in our schools, but our schools are locked down because somebody has, you know, maybe has a knife, not a gun. It's a very different kind of um, threat, for lack of a better word. And, I mean, it, it, you know? <laughs> I'm also really, really aware. You don't normally struggle with that. Really you don't normally struggle with that. Well, I think the thing that's kind of backing me is that we've had this quite tragic thing happen in the last couple of days in Australia, mm. where, where two Queensland police were executed, but with with a gun. There was so much malice, um, and like I was listening to it on the radio today. Like they had military equipment and surveillance, yeah. and they believe that. They were the people that tipped off the initial um, um, a missing persons case. Like, that's just, like, messed up. And, like, what makes me think is, like, did they just do all this just to corner police on their property to, like, how, how messed up can you be as a person to... Allegedly. Allegedly. But allegedly, let's say this did happen... How messed up do you have to be to end the life of someone that is protecting our suburbs? Literally, if you're in trouble, who do you call? The police. Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No. But, like, it, th as people that go through and protect our neighbourhoods, like, I know, like, everyone may not like to see the police driving right next to them on the side of the road because you don't want to get pulled up, but, like... Realist, realistically, like that, like a lot of people don't realize they're people too. Like obviously they are, but like we just, it just sucks. I think they what they get. What trying to say is they were people too who deserved to come home from their job at the end of the day. Hmm. That's what I meant. That's what I said. Necessarily agree with the institution of being a policeman or woman. 
the end of the day, everyone has a right to come home. Um, it's sad that these kids went to police. Men and women died in, in, in the line of duty, especially when they were, were young. And yeah. um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, even in life like that, um, we are still not looking at, uh, you know, we're very lucky to live in a place where something like that Very lucky in Australia with our gun control. Celebration music again. Da 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 you are all safe. If we've got any listeners in any unsafe parts of the world, we our thoughts and prayers are with you, and we we really do hope everyone spends Christmas the way it's meant to be, with family and loved ones. Well, I mean. We circle back to, like, the Bible being, like, the number one, like. But, but, like, I'm going to go to sleep not knowing if this was, like, the Old or New Testament. Like, the Old Testament. The Old Testament was, the Old Testament was weird. Like, the New Testament made a bit more sense. Like, that was a bit more fun. I love you, boy.